Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. This week, TJ and I will be in Miami, Florida at the Improv, the 18th through the 20th. Next week, TJ is in Toledo, Ohio at the Funny Bone, the 25th and 26th. Week after that, we will both be performing in Raleigh, North Carolina at Charlie Goodnight's the 31st through February 2nd. And then I'm in Salt Lake City headlining February 14th at Wise Guys and also in Ogden February 15th and 16th. So coming out and say hello. It's always nice to uh, get to know the 12 and a half. We appreciate you listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm just kind of singing to myself, and uh, I just love Christmas time. It's a such a great season. It feels so good. I feel so happy to be. I, what is that noise over there? I'm going into. Wait, what's going on? There's something in the chimney. What's is that? What's in the chimney? What? Hey, hello, hello. What? What? Is there somebody up there? Wait, wait. TJ? Cash? What the? Who the? Who the? What the? Who the? Who the? Who? Why are Cash, you covered with I, soot? I, How come you were in my chimney? I wanted to deliver presents to you. There's a lot of soot up there. You know, there's door. The door's over there. Holy soot! The I wanted to over surpri- there. Though. I wanted How to surprise you, you boy. Uh, did you I wanted to my, avoid? A, my, I really put my soot in my mouth. You, you wanted to avoid the new ring, didn't you? The I, ring I had installed. You didn't want me to see you. I, uh, Guess it, what? I got one in my chimney too. Yeah. Just in case. What the, the ring? <laughs> the, the ring. You know where you you ring and you can see the person that's at your door. 
I don't know if it's called Ring or not. It's, <laughs> I it, think it's it is, not. It is, though. I think it is. I don't I think, think it, it is. Is, is it, it is. a company that yeah, it's a called company Ring? That something. I think it's called Ring. I don't know. I didn't check it. I didn't check the package that closely. You, you but I got them all over it, the house. Got I, got them in my, I got them in my chimney. Well, but I got them did, in my... You didn't uh, know that it was me. So. My dog, doggy door. I don't even have a dog. I just put, a, you put you one in so I put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. That's what Beyonce says. Yeah, put a ring on it. Yeah, no, if it's you like it, you should have put a ring on it. But more importantly, what were you doing inside my... Uh... Well, I wanted to play Santa Claus and also scare you, being covered in soot, as I am now. Yeah. And give you your present. I wanted to give you your present. You brought me a present? That's so crazy. I have a present for you, too. What is, is it a ring? You mean the, the, the video doorbell? Yeah. No, it's, it's not. No, it's doorbell. not. But I could send you footage of yourself well, going down my chimney. I would How love How come you that. had such trouble going down the chimney? What do you mean? What's up with that? What do you mean? Well, how come you were stuck? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Or what do you? I mean, I thought it would be a bigger chimney. Oh well, I greased it down. You did grease yeah, it down for Santa. A lot of people don't do that. I go all the way. <laughs> That's you really. I go do all the go way. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. If you're grease, and you know what? Yeah. That's called is grease in the chimney. <laughs> That's a holiday tradition in the Levy family. And I'm going to start doing that in the Miller family. Grease the old chimney. We say Santa's coming down. We got to grease that motherfucking chimney. (laughs) And you know what I realized just now? I hid something for Kate in our outdoor upstairs chimney, our outdoor fireplace. And it's been raining for two days. Are you serious? Now, the good news is I covered it. I put it in a trash bag. Okay. And put it up. Bad news is it's alive. That is alive. No, it's a bag. Yeah. It's a leather one, so I hope that the it didn't leak at all. Yeah. But uh, I put Why it did you put it there? In it cuz it's it's the only hiding place at my house. This is, so is real. Small. Yeah. It's the only hiding place. Well, I'm afraid you're going to forget cuz you do a lot of outdoor fires more than anyone I know. I'm talking about outdoor no, summer I'm not fires. Forget. I'm not, I mean, it's it's Christmas is in 4 days. You're a guy that last time I was there was pushing the envelope with the summer outdoor That's fires. That's what people say. <laughs> but it's nothing like a hot day for a warm fire <laughs> and then grease in the chimney with your family old, at home. The old grease and drop. The yeah, old that's grease what, and that's drop. What, uh, now, well, my, my children, um, I know they still believe in Santa, but but my my, my eldest son, Chance, uh, who uh, he he's not so sure now about the tooth fairy. And he, the other day, was like, Dada... Cause I'm gonna. He's, he goes. I might be. A, I'll probably be a father someday. He's like. So I'll need to know about this. Are you guys slipping the money under a pillow? He and said I. It. And I. Yeah. And I. And I was really quick. I. You would have been proud of me. Good fathering, right here. Good fathering. I said. Good fathering. Uh, real quick. Good fathering to you. Real quick. I said. Uh, I go. Actually, it's it's quite the opposite. Um, you, if you must know, uh, the tooth fairy brings a lot of money. The tooth, That's fairy, great. the tooth fairy leaves a thousand dollars under your pillow, and I leave two for you and keep the rest for myself. So it's a great gig, and 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 I think he's. I don't think he's, he's buying it completely. It. He's considering. I'm like, it's a great money maker. In fact, I go, if we're hard up for cash, I'm thinking of knocking some teeth out from one of you kids. No, yeah. yeah and yeah. what do you think of that? He was laughing. He, he knew that laughing. was a joke. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's a pretty good possibility. Yeah. yeah. But that you know? that'd be a. That's kind of a good. Uh, you know, wouldn't that be a funny? Them. People yeah, really should say that. Fairy. Everyone should say that. Say, well, you know, they leave. They leave a leave lot of five, money. But I think you say they leave. See, if you had said no, if you had said like he leaves ten dollars yeah. and I keep nine because it's my bet. Yeah, I paid yeah. for the bed. <laughs> so slowly using your teeth, I'm, teaching, I'm paying off the bed. Teaching them the value 
of uh, of their teeth. Uh, well, of ownership of things too. Like <laughs> I pay bed. for that bed. That's my right? bed. You're just sleeping in it. So I fed I you. Well, actually, the only reason we had you is to harvest your teeth. Harvesting <laughs> teeth. I like to grease a good chimney and harvest some teeth. That has to be the name of the That's episode. The Harv- harvesting, harvesting teeth. teeth. Harvesting teeth. Well, this is the Christmas. Um, but wait, before you tell me that. This is the Christmas episode. I want to tell you, Christmas episode, I want to tell you one more thing that I wrote down that the kids said that absolutely just killed me. And we'll, we'll, we'll get off their topic, uh, the topic of my kids real quickly. But and I know you know weird things people's kids say, but this cracked me up. And kids I do it. say the darndest thing. They say that folks, uh, uh, kid, wild stuff. The kids say <laughs> the weirdest, wildest stuff. They were talking about. Um, I want to do a program called uh, "Kids Say Ouch. the Most Fucked Up Shit," and then you just get the kids yeah. that are like, "Mommy, how come Dad puts himself in you and you scream?" So my, my youngest says... Uh, Mommy, I had a dream last night that I killed you and dad and I ate your genitals. <laughs> yeah, it's not that serious. Kids say the most fucked up shit. <laughs> the kids Coming say the at you. With Coming special at you host, Donkey. Donkey and the Jeff. No, with special guest Donkey and not the Jeff. Because when Donkey got the... <laughs> When Donkey got the gig, yeah. he brayed in a way where he was like, Bruh. and they mentioned, they were like, do you want the Jeff to yeah. be involved in kids say the most fucked up shit? <laughs> and he went, Bruh. and they were like, oh, he doesn't want him involved. So let's actually put in the title, hosted by Donkey and not the Jeff. Not the and Jeff. Or when the Jeff yeah, saw this, yeah. he was livid. Livid. I mean, he went off the handle. He started breaking things in his house. He said all they need to do is call it Donkey. And he also has a little show on <laughs> hosted by Donkey. Now it's hosted by Donkey and not the Jeff. And he's got a little game show network that's going called Kids Say Things. And it's just not going well. And he feels like Donkey one-upped him yet again. So what did your kids say? Well, they, I, kids the, late, the latter stuff. episodes, they did find an, an excellent co-host. It was... Uh, uh, Rick Stevens Jr. It, it was Donkey and it, Rick Stevens Jr. It was actually the elder child of Rick terrible. Stevens. It's terrible. Rick Stevens and the cat. The Jeff is livid. And so the Jeff forced the network, Game Show Network. Yeah. He said, I want it to be called uh, the Jeff, not the don- not yeah. donkey. The Jeff, yeah. not donkey. Yeah. You know, kids say stuff starring, like hosted by yeah. the Jeff, the not, Jeff donkey. not donkey. And yeah. the the ad execs all talked about it and they realized that that would be, that'd be worse for ratings. So they renamed it and now he hosts something called uh, Kids Say Things, uh, hosted by the Jeff and maybe Donkey might come by. <laughs> Which the Jeff, of course, hates. Yeah. And I don't know. They're trying to get. They're trying to get Donkey to maybe come on. Donkey is beloved by America. I know. And the Jeffs just having a time. Yeah. So what'd your kids say? Kids. Well, say they they're very confused about girls right now. So they were lying around. I was trying to put them to bed. I read them a couple books and uh, put them in bed. And they were talking about girls. And I actually got my phone out and wrote out and wrote down what they said because it cracked me up. The one goes. Uh, the youngest one uh, when goes uh, the better one. Yeah. Right. The the youngest one goes. I mean, the greatest thing about being a boy is they can pee. You, you can pee as far as you want. I mean, I can shoot my pee as far as I want. And as far as I can tell, girls have to sit down. <laughs> as far as and, I can and, tell. And, and, and so that's weird. And then my eldest goes, I mean, the difference with girls is they have two holes in their butt. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
That's he like, doesn't know. He doesn't know what the other thing is called. So he's just like, they have two holes in their butt. I mean, if you think about it, it is a little confusing. Well, you know, that's like Megan Grano from when I toured in Second City. She yeah. told me that her grandmother called a vagina a front butt. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And front butt is a common thing, but I like that it's two holes in one butt. <laughs> that's amazing. Two holes in their butt. Um, so anyway, okay, so Christmas time, right? It's holidays. <laughs> Holidays time. You brought the gift I say down. happy holidays. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, are you sauce? making a comment on my weight that I was got stuck in the chimney even though he was a grease chimney? No, not at all. I just, I, I was surprised. We, I, did you get stuck on that little, I did set up a little um, ring, a little, a little a net. Well, there's the ring. I had a ring, you know, video. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but you set up a net to keep the chimney sweeps out of your chimney. Right. The birds. But we're talking about the birds. Yeah. Yeah. Because I looked up chimney sweeps on the internet, just yeah. chimney sweep noises, and it's a goddamn poultry. It, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking fowl. <laughs> I thought chimney sweep is a guy cleaning the chimney. Turns out you grease your chimney. It's a fucking fowl. That poultry. That's true. That's true. That poultry, poultry, chimney sweep, yeah. fucking fowl. Yeah, I mean, it's what it. What an asshole aviary. He just belongs to the asshole aviary. That's where he should be living. Fucking chimney sweep, fucking fouls. I mean, it's it's almost like backwards Ted, right? <laughs> backwards Ted. <laughs> right? It's, it's uh, backwards, so backwards Allen. Yeah, backwards Allen. Backwards, backwards Allen would go up the chimney, wouldn't he? Backwards Ted is a and guy. tell you how chimneys Backwards work. Ted is a guy who wears his pants backwards like crisscross. Yeah. And he wears his shirt backwards and his hat backwards, but then he puts his shoes on backwards, which has yeah. severely mauled and mangled his feet. Right. But he's basically dressed so that if you look around, you think it's a regular guy with hair in front of his face. And then Backwards Ted turns around and he goes, ha-ha! It's me, Backwards Ted. I don't have hair in front of my face. I'm just all backwards. <laughs> and then he goes straight into fucking. <laughs> he just immediately. Just fucking and trucking. He's just, he trucks his hanging way Hanging and fucking, dangling. Hanging and dangling. Rock it out with his cock out. I mean, I love hanging and dangling. It's a great to hang and dangle. We should hang and dangle. We should go out to the docks and hang and dangle. Just dangle down. Yeah. Well, we're at a hotel with an indoor-outdoor pool. So theoretically... You could be indoors in the pool, and you could hang and dangle outdoors in the outdoor pool. That's true. We are in St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, and that's, and usually when I move to where St. are Louis, we? Well, what I do is I, I uh, when, I, when I come to St. Louis, first thing I do, huh? Hmm? Are we doing the the music for the like where were you? Oh yeah, no, but we usually started off with something else. Uh, what so is that? Well, it's a segment we like to call Triple Banger Lightning Round. Question one, question one. one. Um, when you see someone making out in the forest with their significant other, do you yell out, hey, get a tent? <laughs> yes. Yeah? I think so. Or take that, put, hey, take that shit to a bag. <laughs> Put that crap in a bag and call it Christmas. 
Daddy came home early for Christmas. <laughs> Daddy came home for Christmas. It's true. I, uh, Do you know that I, when I originally said that it was Daddy came home for Christmas? Yeah. And I said it many times, and you kept correcting me, going, Daddy came home early for Christmas. You kept saying it was that, and I was so positive it wasn't, but then slowly, yeah. I believed you. Yeah. And now you say Daddy came home for Christmas, and I keep saying Daddy came home early for Christmas. I think this is some sort of diabolical plan. Yeah, this is all part of my plot. But I say, take that shit and put it in a sleeping bag. So put that in a bag and smoke it. Hey, find a hammock. Find a fucking hammock and put it in a tent and then cocoon yourselves in saran wrap. If someone, if two people that are super attractive, just I'd rather see two ducks shitting on themselves than you guys make it out (laughs) under a pine sap tree. I mean, when people yell, get a room to someone. Can you yell that in a hotel room? If somebody, mm, yeah. if you're over at someone's hotel room and they start making out, do you go, you have a room? <laughs> or if you sneak into the room and watch them make out in their bed and you just yell out, I'm in your room. Yeah. Instead of get go, a room, they go, I'm in your room. They go, hey, you, you get a room. Go to, <laughs> go to a different room. I've been thinking about, uh, I've been contemplating and thinking about you know, entertaining the idea of getting of, to a place of, where of you getting can to a place start, where I feel comfortable with start doing starting to consider consider the possibility the possibility of, of of just beginning of, to of, think about of, uh, if of doing you would that, yeah. actually yeah. get to a place yeah, again where almost. you're sort of almost beginning to think yeah, about I'm almost the in possibility. That, I'm almost in that headspace of where getting into yeah, a headspace where, where you can consider in, starting. In, there's a scenario to, where I would actually. <laughs> Go ahead and start to like begin to hypothetically, hypothetically put together enough mm-hmm. of the beginnings of a of a roadmap yeah. to actually yeah. start out, mm-hmm. you know, begin the journey right. of wondering down if that it's road. now time to go right. down that road. Yeah. I'm almost with, going down that road. Go, but going down that road to possibly eventually getting to a starting point yeah, where, where you just where I would sort of consider that initiating yeah, yeah consider, initiating that, initiating initiating that. The consideration <laughs> that. the consideration of the, that of, possibility of, of that possibility of wondering if it is that time yeah yeah perhaps it is it, yeah right now it suddenly all begins <laughs> that you start initiating a sequence of possibilities yeah, yeah. that could easily lead yeah. to a, a scenario where that actually <laughs> would would almost have the embryonic i'm in the embryonic stages of that sort of thing these are the nascent yeah is it is now the beginnings of a nascent stage yeah of the blooming of the, the blo- flowering yeah. of that possibility yeah. which like, could be beginning anew i'm sensing almost a festering <laughs> yeah. of of the need to even uh, you know, having the of, growth of the possibility yeah of, of just of just entertaining the idea of, of that growing inside of me <laughs> having, having what's inside of you of course be the seed yeah the seed of, of what could once be good, perhaps the thought of even going in that direction seeding the thought of the possibility of initiating a consideration of beginning to entertain a scenario where a hypothetical could exist yeah. that you initiate and I'm almost, the planting of the seed. The planting the seed. I'm almost wondering if I should even <laughs> contemplate that at this point. Or is it or is it or is it premature? <laughs> <laughs> That's <what I> said. <laughs> 
I mean, you ponder the possibility of maybe it's a little early. It's a little early. Yeah, a little early for that. Cash has yeah. been wanting to do that for a while, guys. And I thank everyone for sticking in there. Yeah. And wondering if we were going to get to the possibility yeah. of starting yeah. to describe yeah. a scenario. It, you know, is there a world yeah. where, where yeah. you would consider an environment or, or, where it would be safe or even appropriate to actually to, begin yeah. mm -hmm. to, to, to examine if it's appropriate mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. start to wonder yeah. if maybe the consideration of initiating the beginnings <laughs> of, of truly considering yeah. and concerning yourself yeah. with what the beginnings of this and who knows what, what that may look like even. <laughs> I mean, who knows what that might look we, like? Here's the thing. Are we in a place to even imagine well, I mean, what it might yeah. look like Sometimes to Sometimes I contemplate even looking <laughs> at it, and yet I don't know how that would look. But this I this just, all based, I just think it's so funny when people go, uh, you know, do you know, you, thinking about doing this. Yeah. But then if you take it, then you become, basically what we've just done is what I think all <laughs> groups of councils of people uh that's that's what we, that's what that's what uh do we start to con consider that this might be too early to start considering yeah. the possibility of thinking about <laughs> if it could be that time to go back and really start from the beginning which is right. that consideration right. of are we ready to begin this is this or is, is all... it premature to even start thinking <laughs> I think it's premature. This is all. A, this is all. A tr we took all this from a transcript of a uh, city council trying to decide if they want to have a skate park or not. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like always, it it's always when councils to get install? together. Yeah. Is it too park. early to start planning? Yeah. The sort of beginning stages. I, I mean, mean, I address this even with some trepidation. Is it, is it because is, is, is it? Should we be more trepidatious about the idea of beginning to plan the start? Yeah. Of what would become the primary phase. The seeds are there, but should we, should we should we do we water the do we water seeds, the seeds of this primary that growth could, that could, some, you know, flower yeah. into that could actually bloom into something stage that's much bigger. One, yeah, which is do we stage one is do we want to begin the phase yeah. of the start <laughs> of imagining the possibility? Right. Of, well, it's going to take a lot of thought, and I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure I'm ready for that thought yet. You know what? And our, our time's up. So let's yeah, adjourn. Okay. okay, adjourn. And we're going to get back together next okay. week. If you think that next week is early enough or too to, early yeah. to really consider <laughs> the possibility of meeting about when the next sort of council congregation yeah. should occur yeah. Yeah. to think about if we should lock down a date where we won't. That's, that will be the final date to decide if... Right. We have a date that we're ready to nail I'll down. I'll tell you this right now. All of this is sparking some real internal debate. And what is that? What do you mean? Well, this de the internal debate over if I'm even ready to entertain <laughs> the idea of contemplating <laughs> these types of possibilities. Part of you, or, part of you yeah. is thinking, yeah. I don't even know if I should be debating the possibility <laughs> of beginning to initiate a conversation <laughs> with myself. If I'm not ready to really have those questions, you know, yeah. in, it's a question of, is the conflict about starting the debate getting in the way of the beginnings of that conversation yeah. and actually I'm sensing, coming to fruition? Yeah, and I'm sensing movement in that direction, but I can't be sure if my mind is playing tricks out of that. Triple Bang Lightning Round, question, question two, two, question, question two. two. Uh, Pre-existing condition. 
You think? What? Well, I just what of do you mean? It's pre-existing. I I don't understand. Did, when someone has a, they say he has a pre-existing condition. Well, you, what, you, what it you, is is you, it's it occur. It's before you get the insurance. If you get the insurance and then that condition arises, so it's an insurance uh, yes. phrase. Well, and also you I, would, I thought it was something a doctor might say. You have to is think this only, a pre-existing condition. It's like you well, have to think it didn't actually only, happen right when I got to the office. The only pre-existing conditions are congenital, and so my AVM was a pre-existing condition before I was born. Mm, okay, so that would be a medical pre-existing. That's pre-existing. But I'm actually, this is a moment where a triple banger lightning round becomes a lesson in insurance claims. Okay. And so. And that's, it happens once every year. Too. Yeah. And I think everybody always appreciates that. A lot of people like, to, they, they start to think they're doing a lot of this. They're beginning to start the phase <laughs> where right. you're starting to wade into the area of. Yeah going a little too far without right. actually right. reaching yeah. the start of understanding that maybe this is too early to say that this has gone yeah. on for too long. Yeah. And they're like, I would love to hear about some, some information about insurance companies. Right. And so that's, that's what, so that's you, what we're so doing yeah, here. So yeah, pre-existing condition is when you try Your and start are a command. new. That's exactly right. Grease that chimney and tell them Daddy came home for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, Daddy came home for Christmas. And I think, uh, you know, so if you get the insurance and then you have the condition, that's one thing. If you come into the insurance with a pre-existing condition, the insurance company wants to charge you a higher premium or not even cover you at all. Hmm. And these are some of the things that have led cashing in with T.J. Miller to never have had a sponsor. <laughs> I heard you made it weird. I like listened to the beginning of the Paula Poundstone episode. Yeah. And I love Pete. I just have uh-huh. trouble listening to his podcast. And he does. He does like six sponsorship ads in the beginning of the podcast. And you just skip ahead. No one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I probably I, shouldn't have said I that because I think I just cemented. Well, I was just going to say we. I usually advertise our, you know, our upcoming, some of our upcoming tour dates. And you hope no one's skipping through um, that. And so I hope people don't skip through that. So what I'll tell you about our uh, pre-existing ads yeah. is that um, there's candy nestled within them. So like you actually get treats, yeah, and, and prizes. We, you know, we, if you we, listen to our, we slip in if we pre-ad, we do sponsor ads. Yeah, there's a you prize. know we're gonna we're gonna say a number of words, and if you tweet us those words in the order that we said them, we'll come to your house and suck your dick. And if you're a girl, <laughs> I thought we just we will give you a penis. I thought we just give them like a ring surveillance system, but you're I going think one go step and give further. Give fellatio directly to whoever did it, and if it's a woman. We build her a balsa wood dick and just <laughs> blow that balsa. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm willing to even entertain the idea of that uh, possibility. But I, I just think, is there a higher the seat compliment? Is there. The seat is there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I'm beginning to yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bad. This is okay. worse than your closet's too big. <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. Okay. You know, um, the thing about the. We'll talk about that later. Let's let's move on. Triple Angle Lightning Round. Question three. Question three. Question three. And I'm going to break in and ask this question. Okay. You want you want to do Is one? it a better section to call it triple clanger frightening sound? Triple clanger frightening sound. And then yeah, yeah you sort yeah. of make a clanging. Mm-hmm. Are you you, know. you think we should ch- change the show up? Oh, I thought that was metal. It is yeah. not. 
That's not metal either. <laughs> there are people, there are two lamps in this hotel room that are made to look metal and they are both plastic. Can we tell the story about the the lady that was born on Christmas downstairs? Who Yeah, well, and let's talk about then your theory. Yeah. She was born on Christmas, which is that's a bummer because she told me she goes every year I get like two skates and they go one of the skates the left hand side's for your birthday and the other side's that's for Christmas. That's what she said. Yeah. Oh, that's so terrible. Um, and so it's it's a bummer. And she said nobody nobody celebrates, celebrates her, her birthday, birthday for her lifetime because they have to be with their families. Mm-hmm. So the question is, and I think, and you know what I say to that? Yeah, let me see. I didn't know you brought that. Do you usually go down the chimney with that? Uh, yeah, I keep it in there in case there's an emergency and I get stuck in the chimney, not because of my weight or anything, yeah. but then I'm able to go. And that's sort of asking help for help. Yeah. And then I'll do this on the next episode also, mm-hmm. but I want to show you, um, I want to show you, uh, this is my impression of someone winning a slot machine in Reno, Nevada. Okay. $26? That's it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to do that on uh, the show tonight because it worked here. That's good. That's good. Um, I, you know. It, anyway, it's a pre, the harmonica is a pre-existing condition. Yeah. Some people are born with it. The mm-hmm. skill to play it. Um, in any event, I think this lady, I think it's <laughs> I a like bummer. this. Maybe it's Maybelline. I th- Maybe it's a pre-existing condition. <laughs> I, I think this. I think it'd be fair because I think it's a bummer to have to share your holiday with with everybody. It's well, your it's own personal holiday. holiday. It's, here's what it is: your birthday's your own personal holiday. It is, isn't it? It's a celebration. It's not a holiday. I think you're you not should, taking it off. You actually. should. You should no, take no, no, it no, off. No, no, no. But a holiday, you take off. But in a birthday, you work to celebrate. So I think it's a celebration. But I'll say that the the problem is twofold. It's what you're saying. Nobody's willing to celebrate your birthday. And also, your Christmas is ruined because usually Christmas would be a day that you celebrate for being Christmas. And now it's your birthday. So every year, Christmas just reminds you that you were born on on a bad day. So Cash's theory is, and I, I've always thought this. Obviously, since I used to celebrate my birthday in you know a month early because I thought it worked better, right. is you should be able Which to I choose call lying. Yeah, <laughs> in college, you told people a lie about when your birthday yeah. was. I think you should be able to celebrate your birthday and have it. If you're born on Christmas, you should have every right to uh, celebrate your birthday the day you want and even claim that is your birthday and change it on your driver's license. I mean... Change your birth certificate. You could try and do that. You should go all the way with it. I think you get to have any birthday you want. Here's what we argued about. I don't think... I think you can choose any day in January or December. You think there's a have that be your birthday. I think it's really a bald-faced lie if you're like, my birthday's June 6th if it's on Christmas. (laughs) You're just adding a half a year to your life or taking away a half a year. So you think there's a two to three month window where it should be allowed? I know, a one month window okay. on either side of it. Okay, okay. okay. And I Fair wouldn't enough. go, it's a little weird to go December 5th, you know? I think you should go to December 15th and then celebrate mm-hmm. it before Christmas. Or January 8th is a really great, that's a fantastic birthday. Uh, it's an excellent birthday, yeah. It's one of those birthdays that you you wish you had that birthday. Yeah, you wish you had that day. I mean, listen to the ring it has. 1-8-18. Yeah. 
What a day. <laughs> what a day. I'm going to give this uh, this old slot machine a, a spin. Yeah, give me Fourteen fifty. It's uncanny. It almost it almost feels like I'm at the casino in Reno, losing Nevada. money yeah. again. Watching my life savings just being you know being a right father down. figure that's not going to be able to say Daddy came home for Christmas. <laughs> um, so triple triple lightning round, lightning sound. Question three: Kickball, America's game. Yes. You it play it pretty early. American. Yeah. And it's a great game. Soccer might be, you know. Or, it's or, baseball, but also we don't use a soccer ball. Mm-hmm. It's always that sort of rubble and flammable ball that you can one. really kick at people. And kick the heck out of that thing. And no one really gets hurt. Yeah. Right? How about this? Mm-hmm. Um, kickball bunting. Stubbing your toe on the ball. <laughs> I wonder if that, that reveals didn't quite a lack totally of... work. Yeah, but <laughs> I wonder if you bunt in kickball if that lacks. I did see a kid doing that when I was picking my son up from school the other day, and I feel like it it, it might. It's a fake out. It, well, it, it it might show lack of courage in the future. I wonder if it's a, you know, you could look at that and go, he used to bunt at kickball. You definitely big risk taker. No one ever will have a bumper sticker that says my kid bunts at kickball. Yeah. I think bunting well, until at kickball. I, make it, actually, I don't think it should down. even be legal. To be honest with you. To Why? bunt a kickball, it's just not. It's not really that fair, especially when the pitcher's really far away. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's good. It's not good sportsmanship. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't like that, and I disagree with you. You know those big giant balls? Yeah. I once had a bat. I don't know if I told this story, but no, I was, you've never I, was, told this I wasn't the most wisest creature. I hit the ball, or that big giant red one. With the bat, oh, no. and the bat came it straight back, back and hit me in the head. head. Yeah. Did it hurt? You only have to do that once, really, to learn not to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think There's that's, a, that you that's just, a mistake. You, you just learn once. Yeah. That's exactly right. Just, just like that sitting once. on the grill. Yeah. You don't have to learn that a second time. <laughs> did you ever do that? I've done that. I, uh, you know, you walk into a plate glass window. Touching that fire. Can a second touching time. fire. Yeah. Um, co- truly cooking bacon naked. Any kind of oil saute naked that'll burn parts of your body you didn't even know you had here's one here's that'll burn parts of your body you didn't even know you had dad (laughs) (laughs) that's if you're gonna tell your father about it that's how you gotta say it here's one a stand-up one cooking bacon naked that'll burn parts of your (laughs) (laughs) parts of your body you didn't even know you had dad (laughs) and it's gonna burn bad dad here's here's one you only learn once you only have to learn once uh, in a stand-up set. Uh, when you ask someone in the crowd, of course, this happened to me early. It's happened to most of us early in our careers. It's kind of dark, obviously, in the crowd. You can't see people that well. And you ask someone, hey, uh, when do you do? And you ask someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it turns out they're not They're not. Pregnant. I did that last night with Clean Champagne, not a pregnant. really funny, wonderful stand-up comic that I came up with in Chicago who has since become a captain in the Air Force. He's a, he's an intelligence officer. That was clear. I, I was I was trying to connect with him yeah. on the. Oh, so you're gonna fly? And he goes, No, no, I don't. I don't fly. I'm yeah. just intelligence. But his wife, I thought, you know, she looks pregnant, but I'm not gonna say it until yeah. they actually until they, say it. That's because smart. You, they could have. You only say that once. Have you ever done it from the stage? 
No. Okay, I did it from the stage. It was, oh, it, it'll 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 kill hideous. off the crowd. It'll yeah. The crowd will not come back and like you for at least ten that's or fifteen minutes. Another thing you don't have to learn twice is um, saying uh, "fuck this Christmas tree" and then just jumping on it and fucking it. <laughs> I mean, that'll give you old sap dick, and that's just <laughs> the old sap. I mean, it's, and sap dick. I don't know if you ever tried to get sap out of uh, fabric, but you got to take that dick to the dry cleaners. You know, <laughs> you know what, ladies? If your man seems like he may be fooling around, you tell him, "Hey, you better take that dick to the dry cleaner." Right? <laughs> that's actually not. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad. Hey, let's move it along to uh, where were you? When you weren't wherever you are now. Where were you? Um, um indoor I outdoor pool. Yeah, we and did the under outdoor sauna pool. for a long time. And I was in Dayton. We were going to talk about Dayton. Yeah, we were going to talk about that. I was doing a large groupings. I did a, a lot of um, holiday parties this year for different corporations. One of them was this big conglomerate of construction companies. And uh, it was a very fancy event. And I thought it was going to be a fantastic show. I received a uh, three-person standing ovation. Three of the people stood. My wife looked at me. She goes, Out of how many? Oh, 200. Three of them stood. The rest of them liked it. They were clapping, but they weren't convinced it was time to stand. Right. And uh, and those three I call up, that, they, they headed right for the dessert buffet. I mean, I, I, I don't know that the three that did stand up just didn't have a bad back and were just yeah. stretching. They were like, thank you. I don't know that for sure. But it was a three-person standing ovation. Uh, and I call that the tri-tip. The tri-tip yeah, the ovation. <laughs> the old tri-tip. It's a tri-vation. <laughs> It's a trending stovation. But I, I don't, <laughs> it's but, a trending stovation. But do you do you feel good about that or not? Because I, I do feel good that some people yeah, stood. The rest of the people, people clapped people, really nice. I got people. a nice ovation. I think people enjoyed the show. I, I've been getting people doing standing ovations, and sometimes it's just a quarter of the crowd or something, yeah. and it's great. That's fantastic. It's better anytime anyone stands. It's in a fact, nice, I it's hate a nice the feeling. other people. As I leave, I look them each in the eye and go, yeah, shit, I'd fuck your Christmas tree. I would fuck your Christmas tree! Can we talk about one thing before we... I want to talk about the Dayton thing, but I, in terms of holiday music, and I know we've discussed this, we've had hundreds of years to write good songs for this holiday, and it just doesn't seem like it's happened. I just am always annoyed with this month because there's like four good holiday songs in history, and the rest I don't of them think are that's annoying. True. You know what they're the playing too much now? It's just—it's madness. It's wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney. We got to cut that, that Jingle out. Jingle Bell Rock is just. There's too much of it. It's just not. I know, but the the classics are great. But You'd now you know, now they're banning trigger warning. They're banning the weather outside. It's frightful. Why that song? Because it seems like he's not letting her out of the apartment, and he's being coercive, and they think it's. Oh, it's so really? sad. Yeah. There's a really funny, I wish I had it, there's a really funny breakdown of um, songs and why you shouldn't, like, uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, that's mm-hmm. vehicular homicide, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, Frosty the Snowman, that's, you know, it's not a snow woman, and what if it's a snow they, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, you can find something wrong with every single one. The songs themselves is what's wrong with the songs. They don't sound good. I, I'm just, I don't even want to go and eat out at a restaurant for this month of the year. 
Do you, you really know. like I, the music? You know, what songs I, do you I like? I think it's fun. It's, you know, Christmas music, just like Office Christmas Party, is just something you would never put on Jingle Bells in the summer. But that's what's fun about it. You only hear it this month. But it's an annoying month. I almost think it helps ruin the month for me. It's, it's a month where you're inundated with bad music all the time. You don't like you. some of it. You don't like the sugar, uh, sugar plum fairy. I like three Christmas songs. Again, now that's been. To me, that just reminds me of a commercial. It's been commercialized to an extent where I just it's a it's a Mervyn's commercial. He will not stop making Mervyn's references. It is getting untenable. The Mervyn's chunk of my show, yeah, folks. I didn't know Mervyn's. I didn't know there was a Mervyn's folks, rack, folks. Didn't know there's a Mervyn's, Mervyn's rack. There isn't. Well, that's what makes it funny. I think. I don't Mervyn's. think so, man. Again, you're just lying. A lot of the things Cash thinks is funny or sort of well, he's just lying. <laughs> he's sneaking in or he's lying. All right, how about this? I, you know, your your outlet mall is sort of weird around here. I didn't know there was a. 99 cent outlet mall outlet so 99 gotta, cent outlet i gotta take off yeah I, i'd love to go up this <laughs> chimney but i think it, you greased it and i couldn't fit. uh anyway uh, there's three good christmas songs i like uh i like the the live aid song uh or was it live aid what was it i'm not sure do they know it's christmas let them know it's Christmas time. It just feels like you're almost always singing Sweet Caroline. I like that song. Okay. And I like the Kinks, um, Father Christmas. Give me some okay. money. And? Uh, those are the two I can think of. I'm considering just Sugar contemplating the auction, uh, option of, of, of a third song, but I can't think of what it might be. What would the third one be? You, could, uh, I think the Sugar Plum Fairy. Okay. The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. I think that's a lot of fun. So let's talk Dayton real quick, and okay. then I think okay. we okay. should open Yeah, we presents. actually have, yeah, okay, yeah. Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. What is going on? What's up with that? So C.J. Sullivan looked up a... Um, he looked up a, a Frontline. He loves Dateline and Frontline. Mm-hmm. There's a Frontline episode about Dayton, and it's they're just so many of them are living in poverty. It was hit the second hardest in 2008, right after Detroit, and it's just a mess down there. I mean, it's really, and everybody's talking about how much stuff costs and where you can go to get stuff cheaper. And uh, I loved doing the show. I had so much fun. The audiences were great. And then they tried to fuck me out of a bunch of money. You know, this Funny Bone Club just tried to steal thousands of dollars from me. And then once we had them write it, write the wrong, they again tried to steal more money. And it's just so disconcerting, but it really is. Dayton is a place that's so economically depressed that they're like, we need this money more than you do, Mm -hmm. is what they think. But that's not long-term. They're not thinking long game you know but you had an experience in Dayton 
Um, yeah, Dayton's Dayton's a tough. I mean, you know, the Wright brothers invented the miracle of flight in Dayton. That's where they came from, and I think they may have um, been inspired to invent the airplane just, by the just, chimney sweep. No, nah, just to escape that shithole. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, we've talked about this on a previous episode, though. Do you think the Wright brothers? You know what that one is? Yeah, yeah, you know what that it. joke is? Yeah. Jackpot. Do you actually want to do the? Um, excuse me. Do you want to do the the gifts? <clears throat> excuse me. Do you want to do the gifts on the show? Yes, of course. Really? So I do want to say this. Um, I want to do. I want to. You know, I was like, meet me in the back of the Dwayne Reed parking lot with five thousand dollars, or I will find you. If you don't have a voice changer, you can use a harmonica. So you can just go. Meet me outside the Dayton Library fucking lot with $5,000. Otherwise, I will eat and kill your son in that order. So that's that's pretty much what you'd use. In a pinch. In a pinch, a, a spy could use that. Uses yeah. not a spy. Or a contract killer. A, yes, or a okay. ransom. Okay. A ransom artist, a kidnapper. Okay. Good to know. I didn't know. They're not advertised that way very often. How many kidnappers? It's just, all about the music. How many kidnappers just nap with the kid? Yeah. And is that inappropriate? I mean, if you're sleeping and if you're taking a nap in separate uh, areas, quarters. I don't, I don't think separate it's, quarters. Separate quarters, right? Uh, like your experience yeah. in Dayton, or do you want to open? Well, we got to open the gifts. We yeah, let's open the gifts. All right, it's yeah. Christmas time. Okay, Christmas. And I want to thank everybody, including Superfan Katie. For giving me a gift, doggone it, people like me, it says in the front of the cap, and then she wrote every single movie I've been in, and Silicon Valley, and Goodwin Games, and I mean, it is amazing to, although I'm wearing it with wet hair, and it kind of, but it is amazing to look at it, and there, I've been in one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen major motion pictures. And then it looks like about six. So that's pretty amazing. And that was really nice of her. And then two other super fans came. Um, their name escapes me, but their gesture did not. They brought me an elf hat because they know I fucking hate tote bags. Get rid of those tote bags. You fucking oat bags. You know, I call people with tote bags, oat bags. Put a fucking horse's nose in your goddamn asshole because you're an oat bag if you got a tote bag. That was grosser than I expected it was going to be. And uh, put a horse's nose in your ass, you old oat bag. Uh, I, because uh, anybody can be a ladle in any, if you fill somebody yeah. with oats, you're, That's you're true. an oat bag. That's true. So I, um, they brought me a philosophy book by Elaine de Baton called On the Course of Love, and that was for Kate and me to read together. Uh, the guy brought me Diogenes the Cynic, which is a famous Athenian Grecian philosopher that I don't really know much about. And they wrote a card for me, which was incredibly nice, and I was going to read that on the episode. Maybe I'll read that in the next episode. And um, that was just such a kind wonderful uh gift that they gave to me so tis the season to be giving and i want do you want to 
Why don't you open yours first? You want to do this on the show? Yes, of course. So this is for you, Cash. Right. Kate's really into gift bags right oh, now. This is great. Um, That's a new thing for her. She likes to put things in bags instead of wrap them. I myself like to wrap them. What's that? Okay, the first thing is called the fire elixir. The fire elixir. Is this something to pour in the chimney and so, grease it up? So this is a from a, a... They're always at the Union Square Farmer's Market, and this is Phoenix Risen Fire Elixir by Twee Fontaine Herb Farm, and it's potent herbal cider. Yeah. And what it is is it's to... It has apple cider vinegar, horseradish, garlic, ginger, onion. My mouth is watering right now, actually. Turmeric, cayenne, paprika, pure and raw unfiltered honey, which is local. And this will knock out any illness that you have. Really? So sometimes when you feel sick, and you'll see, you just take a shot of it. Really? You want to take a shot of it now? Yeah, can't hurt. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. Who knows what's about to happen, right? But you'll see, it's strong enough. One shot is plenty. Wow. Wow. Ah! That's right. It's a fire elixir. And I'm just kidding. That's goat piss. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> On the show. On the show. That's donkey Forever piss. Forever to be remembered. That's that. You know what? I thought that really was good. donkey piss and it ended up being the Jeff piss. It's really pretty tasty. Yeah. And it's it's really going to do you well. So whenever you're feeling, you know, carry that with you Thanks, through buddy. your travels. Thank you. God, you got me a lot of stuff here. I don't Next think. up. Oh, this is uh, uh, more elixirs. So this elixir... You're from a different era with these elixirs. I know, from the 1800s. Immune elixir. So this is immune support. This you want to take... The other one is when you are sick and you yeah. want to get rid of it. This you want to take when you're starting to feel sick. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. I'm taking care of you. I need, I need you healthy. This is great. This is great. To be Thank able you. to have, you know, to be able to travel and tour and have fun. Um, There's some tissue paper. Tissue paper. It's green tissue paper. Is Which this is in great. the form? That, is this an elixir in the form? Of it's a, a paper, paper elixir, and you, you know what that is? That's a scarf elixir. There's a book, uh, Zizek's jokes. Yep, and that's uh, Slavov, <laughs> Slavo, Slavoj uh, Zizek, and it's a philosophical book where all the philosophy is based on street jokes. Really, it's fantastic. Now, I have a question about yeah. that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. And maybe I'll find one that's good. You open the next thing. Okay. Okay. Um, these are some elixirs. <laughs> They're muscle rubs. And so these are for, these are two things. One, you've got an extreme arthritis relief. Uh -huh. So whenever you're kind of feeling aches yeah. in your joints, there's that one. And then this, this Tween Fontaine Herb Farm. It's for your elbows and your knees. The nice. muscle rub. Well, thank you, man. If, I, if I'm unhealthy, it's my fault at this point. Exactly. There's an old joke about a husband who returns home earlier than usual from work and finds his wife in bed with another man. The surprised wife exclaims, why have you come back early? The husband furiously snaps back, what are you doing in bed with another man? The wife calmly replies, I asked you first. Don't try and wiggle out of it by changing the subject. That's actually not a great... I'll tell the joke correctly for people who want to tell it. Um, a guy comes home and finds his wife in bed with another man. And she says, why have you come back so early? And the husband says, what are you doing in bed with another man? And the wife says, don't change the subject. 
So you just yeah. make it a cleaner punch yeah. line. Yeah. And um, and then you know then it goes on into populism is thus by definition of negative phenomena, phenomena grounded in a refusal, even an implicit admission of impotence. You all know the old joke about the guy looking for his lost key under the streetlight, and when asked where he lost it, he admits that it was in a dark corner. <laughs> I love. So why is he looking for it here under the light? Because visibility is much better here. Hmm. So this is a great one. And now I want to ask, when you give yeah. somebody a book, yeah. do you always write an inscription? And should the inscription be funny or should it be heartfelt? Hmm. Well, the, the one reason to not write an inscription is you're, once in a while you're worried they already have that book. Of course, then they could trade the one that they already had for right. the one with the inscription. Yeah, or say, give me your book. Right. But exactly. you've written an inscription here. And? Go ahead and read it. To my favorite jokester, Cash, you're always money and your philosophy is strong. And it's signed, Slavoj Zizek. No. <laughs> it's signed me. And then Zizek. go to the back of the book. So that that's kind <laughs> of a heartfelt one, right? Well, this is the end of the book. This is the inscription on the back. Yeah, yeah. why don't we inscribe the back? So, and also, I think I like what you that do idea. is you inscribe the front. That's with a practical living. Practical living in the modern age. Put an inscription on the front of the book that's heartfelt, and on the back of the book, do a funny inscription. And you can steal mine, which is in the last page. I wrote, "This is the end of the book," <laughs> and then on the back cover, I said, "This is the inscription on the back." I like the rear, the rear inscription. Old rear. You know, some books have two holes, one on the front Jesus, and one on the back. Jesus, that's an old butt with two holes. <laughs> Kate always goes like this. If I told you this, one of her favorite jokes is, my butt's broken. And I go, why? Because there's a hole in it. <laughs> I know. I don't get it either. That would, right, run, that would go. Can like, I open yours? That would well, go over great with your sons. Plural. Yeah, you can. You know what? I'm going to save the card. You're not going to read that out loud. Why? You read the uh, inscription. Well, there's something. There's there's one personal comment in there that I, I can sort of skip okay. over that. All right. This is a wrapped present. Wrapped. It's very well wrapped. Yeah. Uh oh no. Is it? Could it be? I see. It says Stromboli and Pizza. Is it what I think it is? Because oh no way! I've been wanting to buy this. Okay. Morgan went to. I don't have this. Okay. Morgan went to um, the opening because her girlfriend uh, worked for Ad Rock. Yeah. As like a house sitter and a dog walker. So one day I might be able to meet Ad Rock, which would be amazing. But Cash gave me the Beastie Boys book. Which is Mike D and Ad Rock, Michael Diamond and Adam Horowitz, uh, wrote a book about all things Beastie Boys. And yeah, it's a comic book. It's supposed it's to be anecdotes. great. It's supposed to be amazing. Because we went Cash to. Cash knows that yeah. I think that the Beastie Boys are better than the Beatles. Well, not only that, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They might be the greatest. They might be the greatest. Um, they might be the greatest band of all time. And we went to the Rock and Roll ba- uh, Hall of Fame. Because they were punk they, rock. They didn't have a lot about the Beastie Boys Tibetan there. monk music. You know. Rock and roll, R&B, hip-hop, electro-funk. I mean, they've done it all. They're the only musicians that are able to do that. And they should have had more in the Hall of Fame about them. 
Yeah, and they're also funny. That was something that um, the Beatles were rarely funny. Yeah. They had that I Am the Walrus and Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club. Yeah. But the BC Boys were always funny, and they rapped about things that no one else rapped about, and they were the first white rappers, and Eminem never showed himself to be as diverse as these three kids. So this is really exciting. I am going to start reading this tonight probably. And I am just so excited because this is what I hear is it's like a collector's item in the sense that, and I'm looking here and there is no inscription. No, because I wasn't sure. I, I kind of thought you might have it. You so did. Was, well, this is, one of those, this is one of those great moments. I have an inscription. This is on one of those card, great yeah. moments where I've been wanting to buy this for months. Yeah. That's why I thought you I've might have it. I've watched interviews yeah. about them talking about the book. Yeah. And I don't have it. Yeah. Nice. It's great. Well, maybe you'll write an inscription in it. You know, I can transcribe the card into the book if you leave it right here near the chimney. That would be great. Let's do it that way. There you go. But, you know, one one quick thing, too, about Cleveland, where I really considered doing or getting this book, because we were talking in Cleveland about the... Yeah, we uh, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. About, yeah. I when we, when we left the Hall of Fame, and I don't think we've told this story, and then we got to go. I, I know we're running a little long here, but I just thought it was so funny. We left the Hall of Fame. We We were both hungry. We went over to this restaurant. Uh, Cash near, always says this, next, by the way. I was not the, hungry. Next to the comedy club, just to grab a bite before the, the show. And there were three people waiting for us there as if, uh, you know, we had plans with them. And as they were walking towards us, they had a, uh, someone said to us when we walked in, they said, your party's in back or something like that. And they stood up and started walking towards us. Oh, yeah, and I that. said, I said, well, I, I, uh, I, do we have, do we have dinner plans? And TJ's like, I'm I'm so glad we I I completely forgot I these are friends of my family let's act like we knew about this you know and, and, we're, and we're, I had I had forgotten sudden, that I had planned a dinner and it just we were like let's grab something to eat and I, luckily I think I said we should go to the club because yeah. they have such a great it restaurant was complete coincidence. and they were we there. there they were there waiting we were a tiny bit late to the plans that apparently you had and it was so funny because we that's were how many to, things have going on but that's why we yeah. had to let go of this assistant is like yeah. that's something that an assistant should tell us and you know i should have known about that but i didn't and it is hilarious because we did get there it was right so in funny time. they were a pleasure to hang out with too. yeah the dearies There's and then they special. then they came to the show and they got really drunk and uh and you know there in the past i used to spend holidays with them grease in the chimney yeah grease in the chimney hey we gotta get Sit out of here should, All we right. do, should we do should we do one do, or two maskers yes, or not of course, do we have time course. even yeah, yeah. Do, do we have some masks? i think the here? next podcast may have to be a little bit shorter yeah let's let's do we have some do you have any maskers here like 85 percent of superheroes this is maskers um, I've failed to bring my phone down, but I can look at yours. You guys, this has been so wonderful that we're getting to, and we're really trying to do one a week, aren't we, Cash? Here. We're doing our best. We're trying to get together as much as we can. Uh, it involves, you know, us going on the road and meeting at these gigs and. Whenever the schedules allow, we do it. Yeah, because I live but in New we've York. We've had a good, we've had a good like we've every two weeks well. this That's year. That's great. Which is so good expect for us. every two weeks, and we're going to try and get ahead so that you're going to get a weekly do dose. If you're, and if we can get a sponsor, if anybody thinks of yeah. a sponsor and a sponsor, we actually could do more because we could get cash out to New York, and I could get to Los Angeles. Yeah, um, Forrest Shamlin Shamlian writes: If you're so enthusiastic that you begin to convulse, is that an Enthusiasm? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really good one. Enthusiasm. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. 
Why aren't there more creation? And that words? sounds yeah. a little like and Susie spasms. <laughs> so if Susie gets so excited that she has a spasm, you can say, uh, enthusiasm spasm. And people are like, yeah, and Susie spasmed. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 actually, never mind. <laughs> Matthew Miller writes, if someone talks down to you, you tell them to get off their high horse. If someone is playing the victim when they're actually the aggressor, do you tell them to get out of their Trojan horse? I think so. And it's then is there is there get off your high horse? And and then if somebody is so insecure and self-deprecating, so down on themselves, you say, "Hey, buddy, get on your low horse. At least yeah. climb up on your low horse. Yeah, get on your low horse. I like that." <laughs> Forty-five dollars. <laughs> <laughs>